It must be Friday because here's another episode for Coaching for Millennials. Hello, my Millies. Thank you for joining us this week. Today, I am sharing with you how to build your resilience in times of certainty. My top six ways to transform your mindset quickly. And when I say quickly, I'll dig into details about that. But let's jump into this episode. Are you a millennial who's struggling to find more purpose? Do you feel confused when you think about what you're created to do here? Do you waste time on job search engines searching for a better fit? Do you often feel unfulfilled with what you're doing on a day-to-day basis? Well, you don't have to feel that way anymore. Welcome to the Life and Business Coaching for Millennials, a safe space where people from all walks of life can come together to learn, grow, and transform. My name is Jose Miguel Longo, and I'm your host. Life and Business Coaching for Millennials is a place where diversity is celebrated and encouraged, where we can have open, honest conversations about uncovering your purpose in business, feeling more joy in your life, and ultimately finding more happiness and success. I look forward to having meaningful conversations and coaching sessions that will help you explore life, career options, be inspired, fueled, and fulfilled with laughter. It's time to chit chat with Jose Miguel. Let's dive in. Hello, friends. I'm so excited to talk about this topic because I think that it is one where everyone has been impacted by this. And resilience is one of those things that we as human beings have embedded ingrained in our DNA. No matter what the challenge that we're experiencing or the difficulty that we're experiencing, it is in our blood. And for me, when I think about this, I keep having conversations with a lot of folks um, every day who are experiencing some really difficult challenges. And we're obviously living in a world where there's a lot of uncertainty and those challenges are hard to overcome. And so we need to be resilient, which we are, because think about what 2020 was. 2020 was the biggest chaotic craziest year ever in over a hundred years and I know that we've had lots of crazy years in our lives but think about how we overcome every single moment that has presented to itself as a challenge in our lives and what do we do to overcome those things and it's the idea and process of going through resiliency that helps us build our ourselves up and this concept is one that's existed for hundreds of years. Um, Obviously, people overcome challenges, whether it's a challenge of losing a loved one. You know, our our minds and our, our brains and our emotions can develop over time to become stronger and become more resilient. Um, another example is someone losing a job. You know, what do you do to overcome that shatter of the grief and the anger that you may have had from how you experienced that and how do you try to come over that and grow from that experience it's through resiliency so today i want to go through six ways that someone and these are in no in no specific order but they're in an order that i thought made more sense um six specific ways that someone can overcome resiliency especially in a time of uncertainty because if you're feeling stressed if you're feeling anxious if you're feeling exhausted and you're feeling drained and depressed 
I I think that you need to listen to this episode. This episode is for you. Um, and, no, and no matter what it is that's really bringing you to these emotions and feelings, this episode would likely help you build a better mindset and help you be clear with your intentions of what you're looking to do. So I'm excited to dive into this. First, I want to share with you the textbook definition of what resilience means. Because I think that oftentimes we all have a definition of what we perceive it to mean based on our individual experiences. And I like to bring in facts to my conversations. So, you know, resilience, based on what the Oxford Dictionary defines it, is the capacity to recover quickly from difficulties, toughness in um, certain spaces and environments. And so spaces could be mindset, environments could be physical attributes. Um, so at its core, you know, resiliency is about a matter of shifting or pivoting your mindset to improve it to a positive space. That's how I define resiliency uh, or resilience as a whole. So sometimes, you know, life can serve us a big pile of poop, big pile of shit, right? And, you know, these challenging periods or challenging things um, can weigh us down. And if you allow it, it can weigh you down for a long time. And the reality of it is, is that you're solely responsible for the way you control your emotions, You as a human are the only person that can work towards changing how you feel and how you shift that mindset. Now, let me be clear about something. If you're feeling symptoms of depression and symptoms of suicidal ideation or symptoms of where you just have, you're not getting over trying some of these particular things that I'm going to share with you, I'm going to highly encourage that you seek help from a psychiatrist or a psychologist or a therapist. My role as a life coach is not to be a psychiatrist or psychologist, but I can definitely refer people based on my experiences with them to a mental health provider or mental health specialist. And I think that a lot of the work that myself and other life coaches do is to help people through challenging periods in their lives and to help solve a problem that they're experiencing. And we always, at the root of it, want to identify what came from this problem, how was it created, how can we learn from this problem, but what can we do to bring value to our life? What can we do to shift the mindset that this problem is creating? And how can we grow and continue to move forward? So, you know, at at the core of all this, I think what's most important is that, you know, you have to believe and affirm how you're going to shift the mindset of the experience you're having and use your resilience, because again, we all have it inside us, to do the work and roll up the sleeves. Because when you start to do that work, you will start to see a change in yourself and your body and your mind. So here's number one. Attitude of gratitude, one of my favorites. I feel that and everything we do in our lives and everything that we do in our um, behavior, we need to come from a place of gratitude. 
And if your attitude is quite shitty, you need to reflect on what you have in front of you and what you're experiencing. Because if you're listening to this podcast right now and to this episode, I'm pretty sure you're in a place where you're safe. You're, you know, you can, you're breathing the air that God has given us. Um, that you probably have clothes on your back and you have a roof over your head and you have food to eat. Thank you, God, for giving me that. So be grateful. Show appreciation to him and to yourself and for the life that you're living right now because not very many people are that fortunate. So it's really important that you show the gratitude and you show the blessings that you're provided with every single day. And be supportive of that. Let God know that you're grateful for that. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for allowing me to wake up every day, for breathing the air that we share, for providing for provisions and food for the table, giving me the clothes on my back and a roof over my head. Thank you, God. Ask for that. Ask for thanks. The other thing that I'll share with you is that you want to make sure that you show thanks. And this isn't by, you know, simply, um, you know, just going out and contributing and donating. I think you need to pay it forward. You know, one example of this is whenever I can, if I'm in the drive-thru at Dunkin' Donuts getting a coffee, I will, you know, pay for the person behind me. If I'm at the supermarket or the grocery store and there's someone behind me in line, again, when I can, right? This isn't something that I do all the time, but I want to pay it forward. And I want to be appreciative and thankful for the people around me. I may pay for someone's groceries behind me. It's important to be grateful for your community. It's important to be grateful for what you have, the resources you have available to you. Um, so, so show that support every day. Maybe go and spend time at a food shelter or make something to bring to a food shelter. Um, ask God to give you that, that, that light and the, the guidance to be able to help you figure out how you can be thankful and give back and be more gratuitous. He will tell you and he will show you. The second thing um, that, that goes along to this is that You have to trust him and ask him to give you the courage and the confidence and the voice to lift you up. When you're down, depressed, exhausted, and anxious and overwhelmed with so much emotion that you can't find the energy to pick yourself up, talk to him. He is listening. He is always there and he is there for you. But you need to be aware that You have to put yourself first. You have to allow God to walk with you on the journey to overcome the sadness, the anger, the frustration, the anxiety, the stress. These are all things that I truly believe we can break through. We have a story we keep telling ourselves internally in how we're feeling about certain things And what's causing us to feel the way we do. So with with number two, it's really trust in God. You may not be a person of faith. You may not be a person um, of, of religion or a person who prays. 
But in whatever you believe in, believe that there is a there's a spiritual connection to yourself and whatever power you trust in and put your faith of whatever that faith is in that. Whether it's him, her, whatever you preach to. I truly believe that you can be fully inspired to lifting yourself up and being able to use your voice to bring yourself up. Adding to that, I think it's also important to write in a journal. Put in words, in writing, what you're experiencing, what are your emotions, what are your feelings, and really map and write out what is the problem or challenge that you're experiencing and what is it that you're seeking to solve. You know, I think it's important that if we can hear it in our heads and we can see it in our minds, we must be able to see it on paper and get clear on the clarity that we're looking to get to be able to identify a possible solution in the problem, in the challenge. There's so much value that you get out of the ability to put these types of emotions and feelings on paper. Um, The one thing that I say to that is once you have it written down and maybe it's one situation that you're trying to overcome, great. Break that one situation into little pieces to digest it and figure out how you're going to solve it. If you have more than one, then I want you to rank them in order of priority. What's the most important problem or, or situation or challenge that you're experiencing that you need to solve? Okay. Number three. Creative vision for how you want to plan and overcome these feelings and emotions that you're currently experiencing due to the problem and challenge that you're facing. And and this is probably, I'm going to say, you know, second to, they're all important, let's be honest. But this vision is going to guide you on the path to overcoming all of it. Remember, you got God on your side, right? And you got yourself on your side. You're going to lift yourself up with this. But being able to create a vision for yourself and how you want to live and the life that you want, this problem is temporary. It's not always going to be there. It's in the moment right now. It's the story you're telling yourself right now that you need to overcome and change the mindset to find the solution to get over the problem. It is temporary. It's not always going to be that way. So here's what I need you to do. Define the intention of what you're trying to achieve. Establish the goal. Shift your energy of your emotions to be able to identify at the core what these issues are and why is it that they're making you feel the way you feel. And you need to be able to understand why you're feeling the way you're feeling to then be able to shift the energy in your mind, in your body, and your soul. Being able to map this out is going to give you a better sense of clarity and it's going to make you feel like you can actually achieve and overcome how to solve this problem. Otherwise, you're going to feel very anxious, very stuck, and not feel like you're getting anywhere. Now, 
here's the thing. And number four is, is, another, is the next step to this. You don't have to do this alone. So here's where number four comes in. Reach out to your support system. I want you to connect with the people who you trust and know and those who are empathetic and understanding to you. The people who always lift you up when you need them the most. Whoever it is, your best friend, your sister, your brother, your mother, whoever that might be, you don't have to do this alone. And asking for help is important. And, and, and within your own system of people you're connecting with, you're going to want them to help you create a clearer mindset um, that can help you gain focus. And you want these people to essentially lift you up. You want them to validate your feelings, but also help you shift the mindset you're carrying. Um, and again, you know, I keep saying this, but don't be afraid to ask for help. There's nothing worse than feeling alone when you are on an island deserted by yourself. And in your head, you're trying to overcome these obstacles, which, you know, you have this problem you need to fix, but then you have all the emotions taking over. Allow someone to strengthen your emotions and your ability of how you feel so that you can spend the time shifting that energy to then solve the problem. Number five, mindfulness and wellness. And I always come back to this in a lot of things I talk about. I always come back to the idea of how you can help support your mind in a healthy way and your body. And I've learned as I've gotten older how to do this. This isn't something that I think happens overnight and nor is this process. You know, the definition I gave says quickly because that's what resilience is. It's kind of coming out of it quickly. But you can definitely change your mindset quickly by effectively doing some exercises that I mentioned in this. However, shifting the whole entire process to solve your problem or your challenge isn't going to happen overnight. So the way you're feeling is what you're changing and what you're shifting, and that can happen very quickly. The problem and solution you're looking for may not. So just be aware of that as you're going through this. So getting back to mindfulness and wellness. So practicing any type of physical activity is going to help your brain produce the endorphins that are going to inject the happy energy into your body. That is a fact. Everyone knows that when you exercise and you work out, you feel good. Go for a walk, get that fresh air, go for a hike, get outside and get fresh air, go to the gym, practice your breathing. This is going to help your body start to recognize there's movement here. I remember when I started to go back to the gym, when the gym opened up and then the gym closed again, and I felt extremely exhausted and depressed and depressed by meaning like I can't go to the gym that sucks but then you know we got a peloton bike three weeks ago I think it is and I've missed a couple of days which I've needed to allow my body to rest but let me tell you by missing those days I rest I recovered and I got back on that bike and every day that I'm on that bike and I spend 20 minutes 30 minutes 
I'm sweating, I'm working it out. I feel energized and ready to go after I'm done. It feels so good to be able to exercise again. Clearly where I live, it is winter time and no one wants to be outside. And nothing sucks more than not being able to go to the gym. Now the gyms are open again, but I'm choosing not to go. I'd rather work out in my home in my basement. So that's that's the wellness piece to this, right? The exercising, um, the physical activity. The other thing is that physical activity will help reduce negative energy. When you're in a mindset of active and your body is moving, that helps your body to tell your brain that your mindset and your energy is shifting. Humans are not meant to be sitting all the time. And when we sit, that creates this enormous amount of energy that pushes us down, that makes us feel blah. When you are standing and moving and walking and active, your brain is exercising your body. So when you do this and you practice this, this will shift everything. Now going into the mindfulness part, and here's the one that I love the most. Journal, meditate, pray, sleep, repeat. All of it. All of it. Now, I want to clarify something with the meditation piece. And I do have an episode coming out very soon with a good friend of mine, Sabrina Woods, who she practices and is a very active meditator um, and mindfulness um, speaker, amongst other things. But when you think about meditating, you don't have to listen to someone meditate. Meditating is the act of your mind going into a conscious flow and mindset where you're just at peace with yourself and you're working in your head the ideas and the flow of what you want to bring in energy-wise into yourself. I meditate when I'm in the shower. It's the only place that is quiet, unless I'm playing music while I'm showering, where all I'm listening to is the water flowing on my body. I've got a steaming shower I'm comfortable in my space, and my mind is just focused on that sound the water is giving. It's focused on the space that in the the environment that I'm creating in my head. I've got my eyes closed, and that's where I'm at. That's my space. That's my zone of genius right there. That's where I'm living in that moment. That could be done anything for anywhere for anyone. Now, it's awesome to have a guided meditation, um, which... I love to listen to every so often. There's a couple of great guided meditations that you can find on, um, I think it's called Calm is the app. Um, And there's tons of free ones online. Just Google free guided meditation and YouTube will pop up with at least over a dozen of them. So, you know, like I said, journal. I talk about journaling all the time. All the time. So important. Reflection and action when you talk about journaling is goes hand in hand to really create strategic goals for yourself. Um, but doing any of these, I mean sleep, I am probably, that's my worst one is sleep for sure. Because <laughs> I'm the kind of person who's a night owl and I can never, regardless of taking a melatonin, um, I struggle to fall asleep my whole entire life. So I pray I probably get six to five hours, seven hours sometimes, and then I tend to like to sleep in on the weekends. Who are my sleeping in people? 
um, I'm with you. But during the weekday, it's like 2 in the morning. I'm getting up by 8, um, sometimes 7.30. So I don't get a whole lot of sleep. But my body has learned to adjust to that. And it's probably not the most healthiest thing. But I do incorporate all the other healthy components to, you know, replace that. Is it something I'm working on? Absolutely. I've been taking, I've been drinking tea to relax me with echinacea and, um, chamomile so just kind of relax my body and just really kind of put me into like a zonk I guess zonk zoning I don't know whatever you want to say just a really relaxed place um you know sometimes melatonin makes me feel really really groggy in the morning so it's not fun to wake up to that um and a good glass of wine will help me shut down after well a couple of glasses I should say um, will help me shut down and probably head to bed sooner than later. Um, but, you know, all of these particular practices are going to clear the path for a positive energy to enter your mind, body, and soul. And at the root of it, that's what you're trying to achieve. You're trying to really centralize your body and the space in your mind to be in a really good headspace so that you can be more productive in what you're trying to achieve and the outcome you're trying to get. The noise you probably heard was me pulling a tissue out of a box because my allergies have been ridiculous the last two days. So I've literally gone through a whole box of tissues, so I apologize. I'm not going to blow my nose, but I'm just literally dabbing a tissue with my nose. So number six, and this is the last one. Explore new beginnings. Allow yourself to discover your emotions and connect them to your problems or challenges. Open up to asking yourself, what can I do to manage my problems? And, you know, there's there's a response that you would want to give to that specific question. But what I'm going to give you as a response is do one thing at a time. No matter how big or small the problem is, you're overwhelmed by the idea of what the problem is causing to your emotions and feelings, which is then preventing you from actually identifying a possible solution to your problem. Again, this is temporary. You're not going to live your whole entire life in the moment you're feeling in the way you are. And you're the one who is preventing yourself from moving ahead from it. The resiliency is overcoming the emotion to being able to take action to allow you to get ahead and move forward. So here's what I say. Tackle it one step at a time, piece by piece, bit by bit. But I also want to say, find some new goals that you can establish for yourself to create a positive outlook and focus. Work towards strengthening your skills and your talents to help you connect to a space to discover your purpose, which to me is probably the most powerful thing anybody can do. And this is where coaching is most effective because oftentimes, and I know that, like, again, I'm not trying to um, harbor in on when people actually need the help and support from a mental health care worker or mental health provider. But this idea of resiliency and the mindset that goes with it is work that someone who is a life coach can help someone overcome. I've 
been trained on this. I've been training for over a decade on this in all aspects. But for me, it comes from a place of listening to someone's challenges and issues and emotions and being able to help them recenter themselves to a place where they're most comfortable, bringing them from a 10 to a three and doing that check-in. And to be honest, anybody who is a good friend or a good relative or a good sibling who is empathetic and compassionate can do the same thing. But when it comes to creating strategies and identifying a system to help you be successful in overcoming that challenge or problem, sometimes a life coach is your best bet. And, you know, investing in yourself is probably the best gift you can give yourself because you're going to have the opportunity to reflect and to be able to learn from your mistakes, which also brings me to, you know, embrace change. This will help you grow and get you out of your comfort zone and allow yourself to reflect so you can learn from your past, which is so important in a journey of things that can occur that can cause you to get to the place of trying to become more resilient. Because if you're stuck, and let me tell you, there's a lot of people right now out there who are stuck and are too scared to wanting to ask for help, which is part of why you get stuck. Because if you can't figure it out for yourself, don't be so scared and don't be so damn hard on yourself. Now, when we go back to the goal situation, I want people to start working on the goals that are going to help them strengthen their skills and talents, but also be very reasonable with the timelines you establish because you want to establish timelines that are measurable and achievable for these goals. And when we talk about discovering your purpose, it's really, really helpful to map out What are your skills and what are your talents and what are you willing and capable to do? Because that is really the only way that whether your issue is, for example, someone who may have lost their job, the one thing you might want to do is how do I go to my resume to enhance the experiences that I've had to change and add the skills that I've learned and then to start thinking about what do I want to do with the career that I want to build for myself next? Do I want to get a job or do I want to build a business? What opportunities do I have right now to do the things that I've always wanted to do because this experience happened to me? What have I learned from that experience that I want to now change my life to be now in more positive direction? You hold the cards to however you want to live your life. It's It's time to start living it with more intention and more purpose. And you're the only person that can truly define the success that you truly want for yourself. So I want to end this episode by, you know, I myself have been trying to build my resilience. And a lot of the times my topics and titles for my episode come from my life experiences. And, you know, I, I've always been resilient. Believe me, I've overcome so much adversity in my life. And you've heard my stories in many of the episodes in the podcast. But I thought it was important that, you know, obviously if I'm experiencing certain things, so is my audience. And maybe this is an episode where if you're not the one who needs it, 
share it with someone who you think needs it. Share it out there so that someone who may be connected to you needs to hear it. Because it's such an important message to really connect and recognize that we can all help each other, especially in moments of uncertainty, which is what this is really about. You know, the whole pandemic is has been such a big, big challenge to everybody, and it's affected people in so many ways, and not everybody in the same way. But we've been blessed because we're still here and we're still alive, and we have to be grateful for that. So if you listen to this episode, I ask you for one thing. Share it with someone or, or, some, or someone's or share it with someone and share it with people. Let me say that. <laughs> share it with someone and share it with people because someone needs to hear this. I thank you all for the continuous support you give me. I'm so grateful to be able to bring you week after week a new message, a new journey, a new how-to because that's what I do a lot is how-to's. And I'm so grateful to have you as my audience. I really appreciate all of you. Thank you so much. And I can't wait to bring you some amazing more content in the weeks to come. Have a great weekend. All my love. Hey, Chit Chatter, before you go, if you love this episode, head on over to Apple Podcasts and leave me a review. I read every single one of them. It would mean the world to me. And if you love some free coaching, go ahead, like, subscribe, and in the review, leave us a comment, go ahead and screenshot it, and then post it on over on Instagram stories and tag me at Jose Miguel Longo. Thank you so much for listening. All my love. And I can't wait for you to listen to the next episode.